Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ladder Habits podcast powered by Sound Over Song, where we provide faith-based habits to sustain your future blessing. This episode, like every episode, I am, I am excited about um, because, again, these are things that God has been talking to me personally about, and I'm now having the opportunity and chance to talk with you about them, but also bring in my friends. And, and family to speak on these issues. And today I have one of me and my wife's uh, best friends, if not our top best friend friends, uh, have him on today with me, Jesse Northway, my best friend, one of my best friends. Um, he grew up in Tucson, Arizona, and Masterson, New Zealand. Huge difference. Uh, but he is married to his lovely wife, Angie Northway, and they have three kids, Archer, Bennett, and Alexa, my little niece and nephews. He has been involved in ministry for many years, most recently senior pastoring at Lane Park Church in Wellington, New Zealand for the last five years. And Jesse now is currently back here in the States, and he is living in Cocoa. Is it Cocoa Beach? Cocoa Beach. Cocoa, Cocoa Beach. Beach. Cocoa Beach, Florida, working with the Luis Palau Association, a great association. If you haven't heard about it, you've got to check it out. He serves as the church relations director for the Space Coast City Fest team, working to see the churches come together throughout the Brevard County in prayer service and evangelism. And like I said, he is me and my him and his wife are me and my wife's best best friends. We've been through a lot together shared a lot of tears and a lot of laughter together over many, many years. And so I am so excited and so privileged, uh, Jesse, to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for making time to be with me today. No, thank you, man. It's an honor. I love to spend some time with you. And if we can share it, all the better. Yes. And uh, uh, we are, like I said, we are, we are very, very close uh, friends. And um, we have been through a lot, but as you guys have just heard, Jesse has gone through uh, a lot of different uh, transitions and seasons. He's married, he's got kids, he's uh, been out of the States uh, and pastoring out of the States, um, and now is working with a, a great, uh, a large evangelistic uh, organization. And so today we are going to talk about fierce. Focus. That's the name of this episode today, Fierce Focus. And uh, Jesse and I are going to just talk about what it means to, to, to be focused. How, how do you stay focused in a world that is totally uh, bombarded all the time with so many different things, so many th things um, strive uh, for the number one position in our lives? And how do we, how do we stay focused um, in a world that... Um, is trying to get us unfocused and to keep us off track from really what God has for us. And so when to you know, answer that question, how do we stay focused? Um, we want to look at Romans 12 and verse two, and this is a familiar passage to many uh, of you, um, but it says, and do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. I like another translation says, um, uh, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. 
but it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So we understand that in order to really have a focus, a fierce focus, an intentional focus on what God has for our life, we have to not conform uh, to the world's patterns, the world's ways of transforming or rather um, processing things and processing life. Um, we can't just adopt, you know, the, you know, just the, the just do it or the, you know, the different phrases that the world has come up with. We have to uh, adhere to what the word of God tells us. We have to set our minds on what the, the Bible tells us to set our minds on. And we can find uh, a clear verse that tells us that in Philippians 4, 8, this is my life verse, my favorite verse uh, out of the word of God. And it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good of report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So we have to understand in order to have a fierce focus, in order to have an intentional focus on what God has for our lives, we have to first come away from the world's way of processing life. We have to come away from um, our generational uh, way of processing life and dealing with situations. And we have to set our mind on these things that Philippians 4, 8 tells us, on the things that are true, noble, right? All these different things. We have to daily, almost second by second, minute by minute, focus on those things in order to stay focused on the, the plan and the purpose God has for our lives. And so, Jesse, I want you to just talk to us today uh, about just kind of the transitions that you uh, have gone through, again, moving out of the States and pastoring and, and getting married and kids and now coming back to the States and working with a, a big uh, uh, Christian organization. And just talk about how you, some of the things that you've gone through and, and how you've stayed focused um, through those on, uh, stay focused on what God has for your life uh, in, as the big picture. Yeah, I mean, it, it is such a good question. It is such a good topic. And it's a big question and a big topic. So, I mean, I, you know, some of the things I, I, I love so many different aspects of what you're sharing right now. And I was actually just, you know, listening. I so appreciate um, even just the wisdom that you've shared already as far as um, not being trapped into the ways of thinking that culture says, um, but but what is our focus supposed to be on? And I think there's already so much gold in what you've shared, but I would love to just share, you know, some of the things that I've gone through um, and, and how that, that fierce focus has been shaped over time. And, you know, one of the things I just, um, I'll share just because I feel like it helps bring context is that I think fierce focus is developed over time. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is so easy to be trapped into is that, um, especially, and I mean, this is one of those things that culture um, upholds as something that is so important that maybe is not as important is like, you have to be going after the American dream. You have to be working and hustling and, and getting after it. And I think sometimes we may do that. Um, before we've even identified the right thing to focus on. Mm. Um, mm. And, and I mean, there's so many, I, I love um, so many different speakers, pastors, authors have spoken to this topic, but oftentimes the enemy of God is not the bad thing, but it's the good thing and mm. it's, it's not the God thing. And so um, I think working, 
for, for me, focus is all about making sure you're actually focusing on the right thing. And mm. I love what you've already shared in that passage in Philippians, because it is, it is so easy to miss the simplicity, um, but, but the deep truth that's held in those things. So um, going way back in my story, because I feel like this just gives context, um, our family originally moved to New Zealand when I was, when I was 10. And without going into the details of, of all of that and why we moved, it wasn't under good circumstances. And, and I really didn't want to move. I didn't enjoy the move. I didn't enjoy it once we were there. And so we moved across the world from Tucson, Arizona to Masterton, New Zealand. Um, and it happened pretty quickly. And I remember there was a season of my life for probably all of my middle school and my high school years where... Um, a lot of who I was and who I had been had been completely kind of taken away from me um, and where I wanted to be and my friends and et cetera, et cetera. But it also really shaped, shaped my identity because when everything is taken away, you don't really have much else to stand on except God and who he is. And, and right. at times that didn't feel enough. And, and I often struggled with what, what am I going to do and what am I going to be? And I would say that oftentimes my focus was in the wrong place. But one of the things I just want to speak to really quickly is that we do not have to strive to find our focus, but right. that no matter what we're doing, God is always going to be molding us. He's always going to be shaping us. And, and all even the bad stuff, he's working together for our good. And so even when we're way off the mark, um, his grace covers us. And, yeah, and I wish that so was good. something that when I was um, in some of those seasons and, and still going in and out of those seasons, just as life goes on, of, of wanting more clarity of what that focus is, is that his grace is sufficient for us. Yeah. And so that's just one of the things. When, when we talk focus, I think sometimes it can bring condemnation on people and, and unwittingly because they say, I, I want to be focused. I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know how to work it out. And I think we would, I would be remiss to say that it's his grace covers that. And right. so, so for me, one of the, one of the most important things with focus is, is like you said, is what do you have your focus on? Um, and so as, as I was going through seasons of, of moving back to, back to the States when I went to, and I was going to go to college, went to the university of Arizona, and that's where you and I reconnected and uh, just really built some deep, deep friendships and, and later with our wives. But the entire time, and I even shifted majors a number of times. I was first in education and then I was in psychology and then I went down the pastoring road anyways. But I would say that one of the things that even though the vocation has changed and even though my, my location has changed many, many times, um, so my location has changed countries, it's changed states, we've moved even within countries in New Zealand and both here in the States. Um, I was, I got married in that season, I've had kids. I think one of the things is that my focus has never changed from the deep calling that God has called me to. Um, and, and that's just something that I think is so important because in our shifting culture, I think we think our purpose changes. Mm. Like, so if you, if I was talking to Angie recently and she was just talking about, she talks to a lot of mothers that 
it can feel like they've lost identity and lost focus because their lives now completely surround this this newborn baby or those that adopt or whatever this this new life that's come into their family um and i think that's one of the lies of the enemy is to say that you lose your identity when something else comes along that shapes it mm. or that shifts it and so fierce focus to me and and i like what you've said fierce focus is focus that that doesn't waver on who god is because those things whatever is true whatever is good whatever is honorable whatever is noble those are characteristics of who God is. And when our right. focus is on who he is, he then has a focus back on us that is telling us who we are. And, and it right. doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter if I had to move across the world under bad circumstances, like when I was a kid. It doesn't matter if we move under good circumstances like we did at the beginning of this year as we finished up pastoring in New Zealand and we started working for the Luis Palau Association which it was a great thing. But I would say one of the things that my focus has not shifted. And, and here's, here's the thing that I want to talk about focus. I'm going to uh, finish this little thing and kind of go back to, you know, and make sure you guide this where you want it to go. Yeah, but, no, you're, no, you're preaching, man. Keep going. <laughs> my, my, my focus, if, if it's based on who God is, then there's something that I, I want to be an agent that releases who God is wherever I go. And, yeah. and I know that I'm someone that can get caught up in, am I, am, I, am I maximizing it? And that's where I, where I mentioned at the very start, if I'm striving for it, I start to miss it. But even when I miss it, God's grace covers it and he's still working it together for my good and those around me. And so yeah. the fierce focus needs not to be on how do I add to me and had out, add value to me, but it's much more, God, how do I add value to you? And obviously, he's the God right. of the universe. He created us. We're not going to add a ton of value to him as far as to make him feel better about himself. But that's where the fierce focus comes because I know who my God is. I, now, I know mm -hmm. how amazing he is. And there's, I share this story no matter where I go. And I'm just going to share it briefly with you now. And this kind of is my anchor point, just me, Jesse Northway, for for where does my fierce focus come from? Um, I had a double major when I was going to the University of Arizona. I had a double major in psychology and religious studies. And it was in one of my religious studies classes that I had this moment that was this defining moment that summed up the, the central point of focus. And this is something that I would pray uh, that God would reveal to each person to have uh, moments and to have uh, points of clarity where they can keep coming back to and keep realigning themselves like a compass back to true north of what God has specifically called you to do because we lose focus and then we lose impact. And, mm. and so this is, this is, this is, say that, story. say that again, say, say that again. That's when, good. Yeah, we lose. When we lose focus, the biggest thing that we lose with it is we lose impact. Man, that's so good. And and that's and that's where my heart is stirred. And I'll share I'll share the story. So the the class that I was in was the was called the literally the class was called the question of God. And and the class the whole premise of the class it's kind of like that Martin uh, not Martin Freeman Morgan Morgan Freeman he's got this thing on Netflix and I it's probably other places where he's just exploring the idea of God and it was it's similar to that mm, yeah. And the whole premise of the class 
was it wasn't a debate, but it was just an exploring these different ideas of God. And really, I guess the main premise is this question of God. Who is God? Is God the God of Islam? Is God the God of the Jehovah's Witnesses? Is God the God of, you know, is he many, many gods in Hinduism? Um, in Buddhism, is he, is he this idea of nirvana, um, etc.? And I left this class. I, I can remember it as it was, it was one of those brilliant Tucson days where there, there's not a cloud in the sky. And I remember leaving and it was mid-afternoon. And I left that class so righteously angry. And this mm. is just, a, a, this is something that is another side point about focus. If, if you don't know where your purpose is, where do you get righteously angry? And there's yeah. something that God will stir in you because we, we always want to give the right answers as Christians. We want to say, you know, my focus is on seeing people saved. And yet our lives don't reflect that we're working towards that. And there's no mm. condemnation if God has not called you to an, the, the, the role of an evangelist, although we could go down that sidebar that we're all called to share our faith in, in some way, shape, or form. But we can't give the Christian answer. We have to give the real answer of who God has actually created us to be. So as I left this class, I was so angry. I was angry that this class even existed because if the God who I read about in scripture is who he says he is and his Holy Spirit resides inside me and it resides inside you and it resides in spot, inside anyone that has invited him to come into their life and given the Holy Spirit free reign to do his thing, then there has to be a difference between us and the world. And when you say do not be conformed to the world, it's no condemnation on the world. It's more an indictment on that. When we have the Holy Spirit, there has to be something different. And right, when, right. When there's not fierce focus on actually releasing who God is, and we get so wrapped up in trying to give our identity a boost, or we get so wrapped up in trying to um, fit into the patterns of this world, into the societals, the social cool, you want to be cool, you want to be accepted, you want to be these things, we lose we lose focus because God has not called us to focus on those things, but he has given us, and I love to speak on this and I won't, but the plans and the purpose that he has for us, that he's created for us before he even made us in our mother's womb are so beautiful because he's created us in his own image. We are literally his image bearers, and we literally get this wonderful and beautiful opportunity to express his love his life, his light, his creativity, and to see all things come to restoration in him. And I think we lose focus when we, we, take, we put our eyes on ourselves and we put our eyes on the wrong things. And so I just, fierce focus to me is not about your season. Fierce focus is not about your family and who they are. They'll be a part of that focus and you can outwork that. But I think the main encouragement that I would love to give in this space is that God has such a beautiful plan for you. And we need to reawaken to the beauty of who God is and the beauty of who he's made us to be and to express literally his character and to express his creative nature and so many other things. And I know that's a million other podcasts worth of things that we can talk about as far as expressing the nature of who God is. But fierce yeah. focus identifies specifically which part God has called you to and what actually resonates with you. And like you said, it's coming back every single day to, to saying, God, remind me of who I am. 
um, and remind me to stay centered, not just who I am on my own, but who I am in you and who you've created me to be. Yeah. So man, so good that, I mean that, wow. Everything you said, just so good. I'm, I'm just like, wanting to like shout you down and like, <laughs> so good, man. Like, but one of the things I want to, I want to highlight that you've, and you've mentioned it a couple of times and it just, it's resonating uh, in me to, um, to bring it up is the whole, the importance of identity, knowing who you are. Yes. That was literally the first podcast episode, the literally the first ladder habits podcast episode was, that was what it's, that is what it's all about. It's called hello. My name is, if you haven't heard it, go back, listen to it because that is the starting point for everything, everything in this, this walk that we are walking with Jesus. The starting point is knowing who we are in him. And so I have, in, in order for me to be focused, I, or rather in order for me to stay on track, I have to know who I am. Yeah. Like what, what came to me is like, okay, for instance, you know, if, if someone, you know, let's say, okay, the, someone created uh, the, the, the hammer, right? And the hammer has a specific purpose, right? To nail nails and other things into wood and different things. And that is its purpose, mm. right? It does not have another purpose. Now, if the hammer, let's let's be hypothetical for a minute. Let's if the hammer had a brain and the hammer could think and the hammer hammer didn't know its identity, catch this. Then if I come along and I grab that hammer and I start um, using it to uh, to spoon uh, cereal into my mouth, right? That hammer's gonna. The hammer's gonna say, "Oh, oh, oh, okay. Well, I, well, I guess we're doing this now. I guess this is what I'm doing." But the reality is, that's not its purpose. Right. It was made for a specific purpose. And if I don't, if it doesn't know its purpose, then it's going to be more prone to be tossed to and fro and be used right. left and right. Right. And so we have to. We have to know that that is huge. Um, and we could g probably dive more into that, if, you know, if we had time and, and all that. But you've got to know in order to be focused, in order to have not just focus, but a fierce focus, an unwavered focus, you've got to know who you are. Right. You have got to you have got to go to the word. Right. That's what that's what the word that's what the word. See, we, we, we just we just talked about it in Philippians 4, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right. That's part of identity. You've got to know, okay, what is true about me? What is pure about me? What is right. lovely about me? What is a good report about me? See, that's where the enemy tries to get us sometimes, get us to get off of our focus, is by getting us to believe things about ourselves that are not true, that are not noble, that are not right. And right. so we have, to, we have to know, again, we've got to not succumb to the world's way of, of thinking of, okay, well, they, they labeled me this, so this is what I am. No, we've got to go to the word and we've got to say, no, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I, I am right. bought with a price. We've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to pull these things out of the word that speak to our identity in, in order for us to stay focused. Right. Because then what happens is, is if, if I get into a situation 
that that is not um, that is not I'm not used to or is 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 um, contrary to my purpose, then I'm I'm more easily able to to, to navigate it well if I know who I am. Right. You know, for 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 instance, I'll, I'll give a per, I'll give a perfect example. Um, you know, when when my fa- me and my family when we lived in Tucson. Uh, for you know, all the time I, I was a worship pastor and I led worship and Jesse and I have done worship together a whole bunch of times and worship was my thing and I was worship leading and I was pa- pa- pastoring and I was preaching and I was in that vein and that's part of my purpose. I know that that's part of my purpose. Now that we've been here in Nevada, I haven't done that so much. And I have gone through moments where the enemy comes in and, and has tried to, to, to knock me off course yeah. and say, well, that was you, but now this is, you know, that was, you know, you could operate like that, but now, no, you're, you're, you can't do it anymore. And it's like, no, I know who I am in Christ and I know the purpose and the plan that he has for me. And so it helps me to have that divine fierce focus that succumbs the lies and the manipulation of the enemy and the lies of the manipulation of people around me. Yeah. Because the reality is you've got people around you that don't really know who you are. Right. Come on. You you got people around you right now, those of you that are listening, those of you who watch it, they may know you. They may know your address. They may know what kind of clothes you like. They may know what, what number you order when you go to McDonald's or in and out but they don't know you. They don't know who you okay. really are. And so what happens is that then they all they can they can throw you off. Oh, well, I really think you should do this. And I really think you should do that. And it's like, no. No, 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 no. We as believers, we as sons and daughters of the Most High God have to be grounded in who we are so that we can stay focused through every trial, tribulation, and storm that, that, that we, we come across. See, the reality is, is that when we know, when we're solid in who we are, it helps us to avoid falling into um, to sin and, and into temptation. Um, you know, you look at, you look at, uh, Eve and Adam in, in the garden and here comes the serpent. Here comes Satan and says, Hey, um, if you eat this apple, you'll be like God. Well, the reality is they were already like God, mm. but the enemy came in there and because they weren't solid in their, completely solid in their identity, the enemy came in there and said, Oh, well, if you do this and you could be like God, if they were solid in their identity, they could have said, Hey, no, we are like God. We, you know, they could have, they could have retorted, but they weren't. And so the enemy came in there and he, he, he manipulated it. And then through, obviously, as we know, uh, threw them off focus and threw them off, off course for all humanity. Right. Yeah. So, so we have to know our identity in order to really say that we're focused. You know, I can't be, you know, I think you had mentioned just, you know, we can't, it can't be this thing of, oh, how much money I'm making or yeah. my, my set. You, I could be making all the money in the world and still not be really focused. That's right. I, I could be making, I could be, I have all the status in the world and still not be focused. So it's good. We, we really have to understand that. Go ahead. Yeah, man. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. I, the, the one thing I was just thinking as far as it is so important that, and I, I like that you just brought up around, you know, sin and temptation because I think so often our focus is actually on the wrong things. And this is mm. not to bring condemnation. This is to bring freedom. Because if our focus is on, I'm trying to beat this sin, you're very likely not going to beat the sin. 
you're very likely going to miss the fact that God is saying, I want to call you to freedom. And if your focus is not on freedom, but your focus is on the sin, your focus is going to stay on the sin. And right. it's, it's the same thing in a wider picture around um, when, when we're trying to outwork our calling and we're so worried about telling everyone else where we think they're falling short. We're, we're missing the beauty to what God is calling us to walk in the fullness of. And, and it's the, the furious focus has not to be on where everyone else, else is falling short. The furious focus has to say, God, what are you calling me to build and express? So the focus right. is not on your own sin. The focus is not on someone else's sin. And, and hear me, sin is a separator from God. But we treat it as if it's almost more important than God because we talk about sin so much more than we do that talk about the beauty of who God is. And if we could right. rediscover the beauty of who God is, our sin would diminish because as we see the full light of his beauty and his glory and his grace, and not just in worship on Sunday mornings, but Monday through Saturday, where we get the opportunity to express that in all of our interactions. I think furious focus has to be intentional because if we're intentionally focusing on sin and we're intentionally focusing on if it's ours or someone else's and we perceive it to be, we're really going to struggle to come to a place of freedom ourselves because I think God is one. And now I believe that some of us are called to specifically help people walk out of sin, counselors, etc. But I really think the body of Christ is going to thrive when it starts to realize that a, our identity is not threatened by someone else's sin, that God mm. is walking out their journey with them. And I don't know about you, and I don't know um, about anyone that is listening, but God did not grip when he said, Jesse, you're a worthless piece of this, and you've missed this and this and this in your life. He said, I love you, and you are my son. And believe me, he's dealt with a ton of things inside of me, and he's still working on me. But we, we move from glory to glory, and I think if we start other people in our lives that God is actually working on them from glory to glory. Unfortunately, our focus is often on valley to valley. And this mm. is something that I think is just so important that we start as, as we're looking at furious focus, it's not focus on sin. And we need to stop focusing on sin and start focusing on who God is. And, and I just, yeah. I, that's already wrapped up in what you said. But again, it's so easy to be trapped by negative. It's just like, I mean, social media, if I may, just for a moment, you can get stuck in scrolling and you get stuck in, in looking at things that are just like semi-interesting, but mostly mind-numbing and the dopamine that comes from every single new post and we're flicking through. We get, we get caught focusing on things that don't build us up and that don't matter and that we get stuck in all sorts of things of comparing ourselves to one another. It's just such a simple, some, such a simple exercise that says, Focus actually matters, and it can be subtle shifts in focus. And oftentimes, and this is just a this is just a freebie, if you will. When we focus on other people's sin, it alleviates our own pressure from really identifying who we are in God. And we mm. really need to start taking ownership of God. This is who I am. I'm humble before you. I'm I'm surrendering before you. What beautiful thing do you want me to build today and express your kingdom? Not. How can I identify someone else's sin in their lives? So, yeah. No, that's, dude, that's so good. And, and what, what, what comes to my mind, and we'll kind of start trying to land this plane, even though we're like both preaching at each other and preaching to everybody else. Come on, somebody. But we're, we're, right, we're trying to land this plane right here. But 
what what came to me right now, just kind of what you were talking about, is the story of Noah, right? Mm-hmm. And and here he is, and he is in the midst of a people that are so sinful that God is now saying, "I'm taking them all out." This creation I created has now become so sinful, so uh, away from the true intent that I got to come and I got to start over. And so he comes to Noah, who's in the midst of that. Yeah. He wasn't separated. We've got to remember that. God didn't say, oh, well, they're there, you're here. No, Noah was in the midst of that. Yeah. And God comes and says, hey, build me a boat. Right? And, and so he's coming, to, he's coming to tell him, God comes to tell Noah, listen, yes, there's sin. Yes, there's craziness. Yes, things are dark. But I've got a higher purpose yeah. for you specifically. And it's not, about, it's not about what they do or don't do. It's about what I need you to do as a part of my purpose and plan for your life. Yeah, right? that's good. So, so, so Noah, and it doesn't end there. Noah then sets out, right, to build a boat. He's building a boat. And the Bible talks about how he had people come and criticize him and come in. And, 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 and laugh and mock at him, right? Yeah. But Noah had fierce focus. Yeah. He had a focus not because he was the best bolt builder. Come on, somebody. Not because he, he, he had all – but because he knew who he was in God, and because of that, he was solid on the purpose and plan that God had for his life. Yeah. And so as he moved out on it, he was – he was he had the negativity he had people that didn't know his purpose didn't know his plan but he had a fierce focus and we know he built that boat he got all i mean come on think about that focus like the, that is a that we want to talk fierce focus that is fierce focus right there to build a boat that no one has something that no one has ever seen before and 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 just to have just plans from god then once you get it built you got to get two of every animal in there yeah you know, I mean, that is that is focus. And so he gets them all in there, right? And we know the story. He gets all the animals in there. The rain comes. The boat, you know, does its thing for 40 days, 40 nights. And the rain subsides. The Noah gets out. And the story ends happy. You know, God tells him, I'm never going to flood the earth again. Here's my sign, the rainbow, right? And so what we have to understand in that latter half of, the, of Noah's story is that our fierce focus is not solely about us. And I think you had mentioned this, Jesse, but it's not solely about me. Yeah. It's not, it's not about what God wants to do with me and my family. It's what he, the kingdom purpose yeah. that he has, the big picture. The fact that Noah was stayed focused, that he had a fierce focus, it saved his family. It, 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 it was the, the catalyst for, um, you know, new life. It was the catalyst for yeah. a new start. It was the catalyst for something way bigger than probably Noah could have ever thought or imagined yeah. on his own. Yeah. So us being focused, this, this is important. Like we have got to understand it's not about the, the, the millions and what, what, what the world tries to tell us is focus. It's about us staying true to the purpose and the calling that God has on our lives because there are literally people's lives dependent on that, on it. Yeah. 
There are people depending on you who, who are listening right now. There are people in your life, maybe your spouse, your children, bosses, but there are people dependent on you to stay fiercely focused, not on, again, not on the money, not on the status, but on the purpose and plan that God has for your life. That's good. You know, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about in another episode about this whole sound over song thing that you've been hearing as an underscore to all of this. And that is, I know part of my purpose and my plan as, as a person here on the, that God has here on this earth. And we'll talk about that at another time, but each of us has a purpose on this earth. There is a specific purpose. Of course, the larger purpose, as Jesse mentioned, is to bring glory to the Lord, add value to him, promote him, to make him known and make him famous in the earth. But there's a specific way yeah. that God has for us to do it. You know, for Jesse, it's, you know, it was him pastoring in New Zealand, now working with Luis Palau. For me, it's, you know, being here in Nevada with, with my family and just serving where we can and, and, and doing these podcasts and all the different. So God has a specific purpose for you that he wants you to stay focused on. That when you get up in the morning, he wants, he wants that to be the thing that's driving you. When you go to sleep at night, he wants that thing to be the thing that's driving you. Not worry, not fear, not doubt, not anger, not jealousy. He wants that divine purpose to be the thing that you are focused on. That is the thing, as Philippians lays out, yeah. is the true, the noble, the right, the, the lovely, the thing about you that God God says, when God, when God, I can imagine, if God's sitting up in heaven and he's looking down at you, he's not telling the other angels, hey man, look at, Look at my son down. Look at that beautiful car he drives. Oh, look at that. No, he's saying, man, look at him. Look at her and how they are pursuing, fiercely focused on the, the calling that I have placed on their life. So it is, fierce focus is so important. And we've, I think we've gone above and beyond today um, covering that and what that means and what that looks like. And um, yeah. So understand that God's purpose for you is far greater than what you may be experiencing right now. And know that is, when you stay focused on that, you can, you can endure the valley, you can endure the mountaintop, you can endure the, the lack of money, you can endure the abundance of money, you can endure everything when you are fiercely focused on the divine calling on your life. Woo! Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Jesse, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Um, how, how can we find out about um, you, a little bit more about you and, and more about what you're doing, particularly with uh, Luis Palau? Yeah, I mean, probably the easiest thing to just check out with what the Palau folks are doing um, with the, the specific festival that I'm involved in is Space Coast City Fest. So if you search at Space Coast City Fest online, website, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you'll, you'll stay in touch, at least with what our family is, is sewing into in this season. Yeah, and I know that you've, you've started kind of your, your personal ministry, if you will, uh, pages on Facebook and, and um, on Instagram. Yes, yeah. And so, and so we'll put that, that along with the, the Space Coast um, information in the, the episode notes so you can get a hold of Jesse and just see what all he's doing. But again, Jesse, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank Angie because I know she's holding down the fort <laughs> while you uh, have been 
talking with me today, but thank you guys so much. And um, yeah, just thank, thank you. Thanks for what you're doing, man. No, thank you, Noah. And, and as Noah said, uh, he's, he's talked, but on our end, we, we love you, Noah. We love Jen. We love all of your kids so much. And we believe in you guys so much. We just, uh, you know, we're just like your, your number one cheerleaders for who you guys are. You've both poured so much into us and we honor you guys for that. We just, we love you. We appreciate you. Yeah, man. We love you guys. and Appreciate you too. Thank you guys for joining us on the Ladder Habits podcast today. Make sure you get a hold of us in all these ways down here that are, I, that are popped up and, and, and email us. Let us know what, what your thoughts are about this episode, about the past episodes about what God's doing in your life. We would love to partner with you in any way possible, pray with you, uh, talk with you in, in, in the, the process of you developing these habits to sustain your future blessing. Because no matter where you're at right now, God's got something greater, bigger, and better for you on the horizon. And it's coming just for you. So know that God loves you. We love you here at Ladder Habits Podcast. And we will see you next time right here on the Ladder Habits Podcast. Thank you, guys.